0: Welcome back to another episode of the Day Room Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mayshack, a.k.a. Shack, a.k.a. Staff Sergeant Mayshack, United States Army veteran. For today's episode, I am going to just rant for a bit. I just have some things on my mind this week, and uh, what sparked it was, as many of you may or may not know, I, I drive for Uber and Lyft. And um, I had a passenger in and she noticed that I had veteran plates and she's talking to me about her son-in-law who recently um, got out of the Marine Corps and he'd been struggling quite a bit, you know, not really knowing where to go. You know, the, the transition was really getting to him and she was mentioning that he was Declining pretty rapidly, and she didn't know what to do, and her daughter didn't know what to do. Um, So, uh, of course, um, you know, the first thing I thought of was to dial 988, you know, and get them involved, the uh, mental health crisis line, and uh, start there, and then try to get a hold of some VA reps or VA advocates or. Um, VFW, DAV, American Legion, something like that. And it it really, uh, took me back about 10 years ago when, um, I had a buddy of mine, David Nimmo, uh, he was struggling and I, we were supposed to have dinner on a particular night, but I was busy with the kids and, um, I needed to reschedule. And the next time I heard his name was his mom calling to tell me that, um, I need to come to his funeral. You know, I knew he was struggling. He reached out to me for the longest time. Um, I kind of carried that, like if, you know, if I would have been there, if we would have had that dinner, would that have changed things? And since then I've kind of, um, you know, gotten past that, uh, but I take it very, very seriously when I have somebody, um, you know, when I hear somebody talking about that because everything that she was describing his excessive drinking, um, you know, his, his barricading himself in a room with the curtains and, and shades drawn, um, just wanting to be in the dark, not wanting to be around family. Uh, extremely withdrawn, aggressive, angry all the time, short fuse. Um, those were all things that I, at one point, had experienced. But also, I, I know that uh, it, it was things that, that, they were things that Dave was kind of going through. And, you know, they're telltale signs that you, you need to get help ASAP. Uh, so with that said, um, I, I will be having... A special guest here in the next couple of episodes. Hopefully we can get her in sooner rather than later. She is a mental health professional uh, specializing in uh, veterans' mental health, and she is also a veteran. So um, be on the lookout for that episode. I can't wait to get her in for some help. But um, today, I, I just I want to kind of go through um, and talk a little bit about What's been going on with me the past five or six months with my struggles and my journey? Um, what's helped me, and hopefully, I can I can motivate somebody else and, and spark them to to kind of turn things around and get to a place where you're happy and healthy emotionally, mentally, and physically. Uh, because it's been a it's been a great great journey so far for me, and I'm excited to see what's going on or or what's to come. The word stubborn. Has been something that uh, I have been called my entire life, mostly by people who, to this date, have accomplished very little. Um, and and not that they you know that, that means anything. It's just that they haven't. They might have a dream or a goal, and they just think that it's too lofty. Um, and when they call me stubborn. Most of my life, I believed that was true. I thought something was wrong with me. Um, until recently, my therapist used another adjective to describe me and kind of caught me off guard because it's something that, you know, in my head, I always would say I'm not stubborn. I'm, I'm determined. And when he used this word, it, it really... I lit up and I thought, okay, I'm I'm on the right path. I I was doing the right thing. I, nothing was wrong with me, but I want to define the word stubborn first. Being stubborn is having or showing a dogged determination not to change one's attitude or position on something, especially in spite of good arguments or reasons to do so. Um, I and I as I read that definition, I I try to think of a time or or situation where That has defined me and I really, I can't, I can't think of anything. And it's not because I'm being stubborn. Um, It's just because I don't, you know, I don't feel like I've not listened to a good sound argument and um, taken it into account and applied it. Sometimes, you know, I, I might take it in and think, okay, well that doesn't fit the direction that I'm heading. So of course I'm not going to use it. You don't always have to take uh, and use everybody's suggestions. It doesn't make you stubborn. When my therapist told me that I was resilient, I resonated with that because I do feel like I'm 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 determined. I'm resilient. There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting to what I want um, or what I'm trying to accomplish. And I, you know, resilient is defined as able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. After I, I, I heard that, um, I was thinking back on my life and the difficulties I've encountered. And I just thought, you know what? Man, Stefan is absolutely right. But for as long as I could remember, um, I fought through every single tough situation I've been faced with and either come out on top or learned and ended up better than I was before. But for whatever reason, I mean, I, I can't understand it. Most people saw that as innate stubbornness. Um, and, and in the beginning, I, I mentioned that um, I've been on this, this growth path. I've been retracing my steps as far back into my childhood as I could remember um, with the hopes of mending any trauma that has followed me to this point. But mostly to find out why I'm so stubborn. And like I said, it turns out I'm not stubborn at all. I was just trying to grow. And growth, the process of increasing in physical size. Another definition as it applies to psychology is the potential to cultivate inner potentialities, seek out optimal challenges, and integrate new experiences into the self-concept. And this is why I think therapy is so important to personal growth. In the animal kingdom, an animal with an exoskeleton cannot physically grow until they shed that old outer skin. You won't grow until you shed that exoskeleton of doubt, fear, excuses, impossibility, and you get rid of the naysayers. I like to use the analogy of imagining that. Uh, you know, you're you're a year old, you're a baby. And it's at that time where you're trying to stand up and walk, but you keep falling. If you had that same mindset back then that you have now, you'd probably still be crawling around everywhere. And remember back then you had people encouraging you to walk. You know, they created an environment uh, that was conducive to growth, you know, holding you up and, and making you... It, propping you up as as you took little steps. uh they might have bought products to help you stand up and strengthen your your legs and and your your back muscles so that you can walk. you know that they, they they created an environment that was 100% fueling you and, and providing you the ability to get up and reach that that milestone. you know they never told you well You keep falling. I guess walking just isn't for you. Now think about that. And think about all the people you have around you right now telling you how impossible your dream or your goal is. That's the exoskeleton that you need to shed. That's the exoskeleton you need to shed so you can grow. And... Shutting them out doesn't mean that you love them any less or, you know, you are turning your back on them. And when you're successful, uh, you know, they're just they don't mean anything. That's that's not what it means. It just means it right now. You're going to take time to love you more. I highly recommend that if you are not in therapy right now. You find a therapist and go. Stop leaning on on your biased friends that only tell you what you want to hear, you know, and they're not telling you what you need to hear. It's not fair to you, first off, because you're not growing. And and second, it's not fair to, if there is another person that's involved, it's not fair to that other person because that mindset that, oh, you know, it's not you, it's them, or, uh, you know, you're better off without that person, that may that may cause you to, to constantly believe that it's never you, you're never the issue, it's always somebody else. And that's what those, those friends will reinforce. So I, I do believe that there is no substitute for a professional uh, professional targeted therapy. And if you, if you continue to neglect that, you're only cheating yourself. Now, I'll speak about myself for a little bit. A lot of you out there that are listening that know me personally, you know that I love failure. I relish in it. Um, I love to lose. I love losing probably more than I love winning. And, and that that's because winning, winning is easy. Losing, I love losing because it provides struggle. It provides resistance. It means that I... I have the opportunity to look at what went wrong, get better, and then go get that win and move on to something next. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, the word quit is not in my vocabulary. I don't know impossible. I only know work until whatever it is that I'm working on is complete. Um and it's it's funny when I think about that, I read somewhere that um, Thomas Edison had 1,000 inventions and his 1,000th and first invention was the light bulb. And the moral of that story is keep inventing because your best invention might be your next invention. That's how my brain works that's how my brain operates and not a lot of people can understand that um you know most folks they they look at me like i'm crazy and um you know and i and i used to feel like maybe i was so i'd suppress those things you know, so just know there are going to be people in your life that won't see your potential. Um, they won't trust the process that you see in your head that, you know, that if you grind it out, if you're allowed the opportunity to stretch your wings, you're going to succeed. You just need that opportunity. Um, you know, they're not going to understand why you obsess over things that you truly want to do. Um They're not going to see those things because they are not you. You know, they might not see those things because of, uh, I don't know, maybe the fear that if they continue to push, um, that adversity is going to knock them on their ass and they're afraid of failure. I don't know. But I know throughout my life, I've always invented things in my mind. I don't talk about it until right before. I feel like, okay, you know what? I'm on the right track. I'm excited about this. And then it just bubbles over and I say something. Um, And most times people kind of just shrug it off or they just, you know, this dude's crazy. I'm out of here. I'm willing to bet Thomas Edison dealt with the same similar things You know, people probably looked at him like he was wasting his time just tinkering away in his shop, building things. And then comes the light bulb. And you know what? Sometimes you got to leave those people right where they are. You know, got to shed the exoskeleton and remind yourself that if they don't want to be with you at the starting line, um, they don't get to enjoy the fruits of your hard work and passion at the finish line. That position is reserved for those folks that followed you through the jungle, um, didn't turn around when the jungle got too thick or um, you know the, the predators were were coming at you. They pushed through, they followed you through, sometimes they pulled you through, and you got through to the other side that's who those, that, that position is, is reserved for. And, you know, I, I think you have to be brave enough to just cut those people out while you're growing. And once you celebrate with the people that, that were there, when you went through it, you can, you can reach back and go and get them, you know, show them the blueprint and and you know, maybe then they'll see. Okay, things can be done. Let me try this. But I mean, I highly recommend cutting out all those people that have no drive to push themselves to be better. You don't want to. You don't want to be around people like that. Um, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people uh, that are smart in their ambition. They have no quit. And they see absolutely nothing as an obstacle. You know, they want to get to that finish line by any means, as long as it's legal, moral and ethical, of course. I mean, you don't you don't want to step on other people to get to where you're going. That's. Um, there's nothing worth uh, celebrating about that. If you if you have to push other people down to get to where you're going. Um, I can tell you, there will not be a lot of those people around. There won't be a lot of people that that just absolutely have that grind mentality. Um, But when you do find those people, you need to gravitate towards them. Bring them along, motivate them to accomplish their goals, um, allow them to motivate you on your journey. Um, But I do know if you continue to surround yourself with people that just don't want to do anything you know, those people that everything is an excuse, you're gonna constantly second guess your drive and potentially miss out on, I mean, on creating your best invention. You know, and and again, I'm not saying discard those folks like they don't have worth. Just understand that those people are gonna be the same people that are standing outside of the shell of your lab, which is your mind, criticizing you and thinking you're lazy or you're sleeping or you're not doing enough because they can't see what's going on in that lab. They can't see the process taking shape. They, they can't see you going through the rigors inside your mind. And when you're done and you come out with that finished product that you're proud of, that you worked really, really hard on, that they couldn't see because of their inability to dream Um, About what's beyond the obstacles. They're going to think that you somehow got lucky. You're impulsive. Um, You know, you. It wasn't hard work. It's luck. You know. You couldn't have been achieving that. That shit just happened overnight. They couldn't see it. They couldn't see the process. So it wasn't happening. But what they don't understand is that as you were tucked away, grinding in silence, you were going through a steady process of creation. And they couldn't see it. They couldn't see it because they refused to even envision the courage it must have taken to to dream up what you just cooked up. So, again, you have got to be brave enough to tell those folks that unless you want to join the journey and work, I really have no time for you right now. So I wasn't going to share this, but since May 26th to just the other day, I believe it was the 19th, no 18th, September 18th, I've officially lost 42 pounds. Um, Didn't come easy. And I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of help. Um, And. What I can share with you is that. um, The getting started was really, really hard. Building the habit of continuing. Is not hard at all. Um. I did have to close the blinds of my lab and um, just get to work. And everything that I told you so far in this episode, I've done, you know, I've shed that exoskeleton a couple of times and I feel better every single time I do it. But I remember, I was listening to a motivational speaker two days before my birthday, June 10th, and I was sitting around not doing anything. Um, I knew that I, I had to lose weight, so I was going to the gym. But on May 26th, I had weighed in at 318 pounds. Um, and you know, I was just thinking, like, okay, it's been it's been a week week and a half and i've lost one pound you know what am i doing wrong and I, I remember that speaker saying that there are 730 hours in a month 730 hours in a month if you can lock in and shut down shut out everything everything that doesn't need to be allowed into your lab if you can shut that down for 730 hours get rid of the distraction uh, the outside noise the negativity and disappear for a month you can build that habit that's all it takes you just have to be willing to shut out everything i mean go to work don't neglect your kids don't neglect your spouse um, but everybody that's negative, everybody that, you, you know, there's there's always a gripe. Oh, it's Monday again. You got to shut that out. Oh, let me tell you about what happened at work. This person did that. got to shut it out. You got to shut it out. Now, I'm not going to go too far into detail um, with what to do, like what I did. But I will share it with you. Um, if you decide to travel down this path, if you decide to take that 730 hours and just lock in and build that habit, um, I want you to reach out to me at uh, tdrpod22 at gmail.com. Um, that's the podcast email. And if you decide to go down that journey, if you take that leap, i want to follow along in the journey i want to want to be your biggest cheerleader Um, and you know give some guidance and some inspiration if i can and if there are things that you've learned on the way and you want to share and you want to inspire somebody else um, you know we can highlight that but make sure just reach out to me tdrpod22 at gmail.com and remember the only unattainable goal is the one you leave on the shelf So close the blinds, start working on that shiny new exoskeleton, and I will see you in 730 hours. Let's get it.